Thank you all for coming. Um, obviously, I'm here to make a, uh, an announcement. Um, I've been at Melbourne Storm for 14 years, and uh, this will be my last season in, in Melbourne. Breaking news, is he? Wow. What's your reaction? Where's he going? <laughs> Cronulla. <laughs> I might be out of a job. <laughs> I have to go talk to my manager. I might have to find a club then. Uh, oh, he'll probably get it over me too. So I'm surprised I'm on the market because I thought I had another year to go. So um, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Who's in the market for halfbacks? Oh, yeah, this, is, this is your job. Who's, who's, who needs who's needing halves? Everyone wants a half. <laughs> Anyone want five eights? <laughs> <laughs>
and as long as they're here, whether I'm here or not, um, they'll be guaranteed success because of, one, they're very good at what they do, two, their work ethic and their desire for success. So, um, yeah, whether I'm here or not, still members, they'll be guaranteed success having those three guys here. Um, to the fans and the supporters and the members of this football club, um, yeah, they're, they're the, the heartbeat of our football club. They're the reason we turn up every week. They're the reason that um, we're able to do what we do. They contribute in not only you know, through memberships and sponsorship, but you know, also through support and cheering in the grandstands. Um, and their contribution to Melbourne Storm has made me wake up every morning with a smile on my face. So I thank you to the fans, and hopefully there's a few more good moments left in, in the year. Um, to Tara and, and, and my family, um, thank you for your patience. Um, yeah, obviously, if it was a football decision, I'd be staying here for a long period of time, but um, for me to finish up here at Melbourne Storm this year um, is a personal reason. Um, Tara, my fiance, is based in Sydney, um, and there's a few things in life that's more important than football, you know, like family, getting married, and, 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 and a future, and that's basically... You know, the, the reason for this announcement today. Um, you know, I've been pretty selfish in my approach to my football career and I think it's time I put someone else and something else first. So um, thank you to you know, Tara and, and, and my family. Um, in terms of what happens next, I sit here in front of you today completely honest. Um, I actually don't know. Um, I had a two-year contract at Melbourne Storm um, but it was one year and one option in my favour. And um, instead of playing till around 24 or 26 and coming up with the decision then, um, I think it's best interest to this football club to announce it now and give them the opportunity to move the chess pieces around on the chessboard that they need to do. And then obviously you know, having the opportunity to have a family, start a family and football in the same city just, just doesn't work. So um, what I do next year is... Yeah, it's up in the air. I feel fit enough. I feel mentally strong enough to continue playing, but I've been wrestling with this decision about you know playing on or not playing on here in Melbourne. And up until this point, that's the only thing I've been thinking about. So um, I sit here today, honestly, I can't tell you what's going to happen. I understand that it'll cause a few headlines, and I'm happy to ask as many questions or as little as you want to ask. Okay, there he was, Cooper Cronk, explaining the reason that he has decided to leave Melbourne. I think he said it's been 14 seasons there at the Storm as part of the club, and he will come to Sydney in 2018 uh, for a combined few reasons. Uh, the main one being uh, his fiance uh, is up here in Sydney, Tara Rushton, who works at Fox Sports, and I think he's just basically, as he said, he's put he's put family first uh, in ahead of football for the first time. Rob, mate, absolutely. What a what a champion fellow. What a great. Uh role model for our game, um, not putting himself first. He's, he's had a great career, and he'll probably st- still keep on playing, which we'll talk about. But he, you know, so selfless. Um, uh, yeah, amazing, amazing uh, bloke. And, and good on him. Good on him, mate. I, I noticed there was a little bit of uh, static on Twitter today uh, about it, you know, calling him soft and, and blah, blah, blah. But uh, uh, I disagree wholeheartedly that he's soft. There's nothing soft about Cooper Cronk. He's uh, one of the best that's ever had a seven on his back he's um and and just shows you what kind of a bloke he is off the field as well that's funny you mentioned that he's one of the best sevens and i think the the key element of cooper cronk he developed into a great seven 
Correct. Craig Bellamy often talks about the first time he saw Cooper Cronk come to the storm and he said, well, I don't know where I'm going to play him. It's yeah. not going to be halfback, that's for sure. And he had to work <laughs> extremely hard to become the halfback at that team. And he basically did whatever he was told. He he, he changed, I guess, himself into a great halfback. And, that, and there's like on a handful of players that probably have that same sort of uh, work ethic to become great players. And it doesn't always happen. You, you can't just all of a sudden, potential is one thing, but drive is, is such an important factor. And I think that's why this decision he's making to come to, to Sydney, and he'll play rugby league next year. I think there's no doubt about that uh, here in Sydney. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's clearly said, look, I've given everything I can to this club and I've got a lot out of it. I love playing here. And he spoke nothing but glowing terms about the, the club and the coaching staff and the players that he's played with. But he is saying, look, and this is the quote he's got. He goes, there are a few things in life that are more important than football. And look, that's family for him. And it's, a, it's an amazing admission. I think the, the key part about all that was how he then dovetailed into a, a quote, which I love, which is, I'm jealous of the guys that have their families here, that have their loved ones and have football in the same city. I get on a plane every other spare minute and go to Sydney, but it's just getting harder and harder to get back on that plane and come back to Melbourne. I mean, that's yeah. footballers yeah. do not say that. No, no. Well, most footballers don't. Cooper Cronk does. Um, and you know what, uh, gr- mate, What good on him. He wears his heart on his sleeve, Cooper. Like you just mentioned, um, he turned himself from a, I believe he was a centre or a fullback, um, into a halfback um, uh, through, through pure work and drive and ambition. You know, um, this is a man that knows how to, how to focus on something and, and get it. Um, and uh, clearly, he wants to be in Sydney. He wants to be with his his uh, his girlfriend, fiance, future wife, whatever you may, uh, whichever way you may describe her. Um, and uh, my hats off to Cooper Cronk. I mean, um, yeah, he he will play football next year. I'll tell you that he will play football. Yeah. It's funny you just mentioned we, we we've already talked about it a little bit, but the whole developing himself into a great halfback. Uh, he sat down, I think, with um, Cameron Smith at the uh, end of last year, and they did a, a, a special feature for the Melbourne Storm website. And uh, credit to the Melbourne Storm website for that audio about Cooper Cronk. Um, obviously, his announcement today. But they talked about how when he was actually finally in the first-grade squad, Cronk said he would play anywhere. And that first year, he played off the bench and played anywhere. Yeah. Now, it's funny. There's a lot of players coming off contract right now, and we'll talk about the whole where Cronk would be next year. There's not many players that in this day and age, this is only 10 years on from Kronk's first foray into first grade, who would happily play in any position in any five-minute role off the bench because he knows that the end goal is there, that he's going to turn himself into the halfback of this club. It's a stunning, I guess, story of development that we, we just don't see a lot of in this day and age. And again, that's only 10 years time, ten years on from him doing this. It's, it's, a, it's a remarkable tick in the box of Cooper Kronk. Mate, you, I've only got glowing things to say about Cooper. Um, you know, there's been no scandal. Uh, there's been there's there's no off-field scandals with Cooper Cronk. He's a clean skin. He's a professional. He works hard. He works as hard as any any other rugby league player has. Um, it didn't all just come naturally to him. He, he this has been a a um, uh, you know he's been he's been working at this for for a long time. Um, and uh, yeah, you're right. Um, there's not too many players that would put their hand up um, and and say, "I'll play anywhere. Put me wherever you want, coach. I'll play anywhere." Um, recently, in the past, no names mentioned. There's been blokes who who 
wouldn't pl- play anything other than a certain number on their back, and that's literal. Yep. Uh, I may play, I may be playing five eighth, but I want the number seven on my back, or vice versa. Um, yeah, th- th- that's not Cooper. Cooper, no. I don't think he could care what number he's got on his back as long as he's in the team. Um, he's happy to go out there and work, um, mate. I, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of better halfbacks than than Cooper Cronk. Indeed. Now, after the break on the footy show, we will dive dive into the teams in Sydney that possibly could sign Cooper Cronk for 2018. Cronk's kick over the top. Slater competing and catching. Billy. Links up with Cronk. Steps on the inside of Ridge. Gives it to Manu. Cronk throws a dummy. Cooper Cronk is through. He's inside the 20. He's got it back to Adam Blair. The Hinchcliffe onto Cronk, who straightens and scores. Cooper Cronk to the Clappers. He's got himself inside 10. And the beautiful cover attack. Cronk, oh, what a ball! What a pass! Slater for Melbourne! All right, Cocksmith, it's time to go through, I believe, the five clubs that could possibly pick themselves up a Walter Cronkite for 2018 and beyond. It's down to five clubs. Uh, do you agree the list I sent with you a bit earlier? Yeah, I do, mate. Um, I, I believe from what Cooper's said, they, they're going to have to be Sydney clubs. I think that leaves Newcastle um, out of the that mix, possibly even the Dragons because they train in Wollongong. I'm not they too do. sure. I'm not too sure of uh, where he's um, planning on living when he comes to Sydney. But um, let's include the Dragons just for fun now. And I think. Um, yep. The, the, the lineup that you've sent through is Parramatta, uh, the Dragons, the Bulldogs, the Tigers, and the Sharks. Um, Indeed. And there's also, you know, there's also Souths maybe in that list. Um, well, apparently Shane Richardson's already come out and said that he, he will not pursue okay. uh, Cooper Cronk. Okay. So Fair play. given the, the uncertainty around Adam Reynolds in the last 12 months or so, it's a, a pretty glowing endorsement from uh, Richardson mm-hmm. in regards to that. So I think, and I think Penrith, obviously you don't have in the mix. Manly, look, they just signed Blake Green. They got DCA on quadrillion dollars there. Yeah. I just, in, in saying that Fox Sports TV studio is in uh, uh, North Sydney, or it's in um, St. Leonard's sort of that area. Yeah. So that's actually closest somewhat to uh, the Manly training facilities in regards to if you wanted to live on the Northern Beaches, mm-hmm. that is um, But I don't think they'll be a, a player in this. Uh, I think you, you, you go down to that list, and, and I think one of the things we'll do just in the next five minutes or so is look at who the halves look like they'll be next year uh, at each of these five clubs and obviously who we think has to make way for Cronk if they sign him. So we'll start with Parramatta, and they've got... Clinton Gutherson playing 5-8 at the moment and Corey Norman at halfback. I think this is a fantastic fit for Cronk if he wants to play there. I think him and Norman as a half 5-8 combination would give Parramatta, well, we've spoken about it for years and years and go all the way back to Peter Sterling, but uh, I don't think it's a stretch to say he'd be the best number seven they've ever had since uh, uh, one Pete Sterling played there at Parramatta. I'd have to agree, mate. Um, you know, Foran wasn't there long enough to really make a mark. Um Last Stu year, <laughs> okay, um, yeah, we'll we'll forget that one. Um, no, I think I think you're right. I think Corey Norman and and um, and Cooper Cronk would be a, a fantastic um, uh, scrum based combination. 
it's just what do you do with Clint Gutherson? I mean, I know that isn't high on the priority of if you're able to nab someone like Cooper Cronk, but does Clint Gutherson play where? He can play centres or wings. He, okay. that's, a, it, that's not an issue for him. And I think the key element in, in any of these discussions as we go through the teams is going to be salary cap space salary now. Cap, yep. There's one, Esra Dradra, uh, coming off contract at Parramatta. I think there's a few other forwards that also come off contract for them. So I think there will be money there. That if Bernie Gurr wants to make a splash, and I think I think he will, I think they are going to be well and truly in the race uh, for Cooper Cronk's signature. Yeah, well, it seems that Parramatta this afternoon pulled out of the chase of uh, of Jack Bird, according to uh, social media. They've um, ceased negotiations, so that may be because they're keeping their powder dry for um, for Coops. Indeed, we'll go to the Dragons now. Currently, their halves combination is uh, Gareth Whittup and the Solution, who has a winning record as Dragons five halfback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won't be the halfback next year because they've signed really? Ben Hunt. Oh, yeah. Now, issue here for the Dragons is they've got two players off contract. Gareth Whittup is one. Yep. And Josh Dugan is another. Yep. Now, obviously, there's a bit of a to and froing around uh, Dugan and which position he wants to play. Whittup, I get the impression, would love to stay. Uh, I think he is now a half, and he's not. I don't think he's any. He's no. He's his style of play or his, his body, I don't think it's up to playing fullback anymore. Uh, one of the suggestions I saw on Twitter today was him going back to fullback if Dugan moved on mm. and put Hunt into the halves. I think the Hunt money, uh, sorry, the um, Kronk, Kronk money comes from a combination of uh, Widdop and, and Dugan. Dugan might stick around and he could still get Kronk, but I think one of those two, if not both of them, would have to get moved on if you're going to have Hunt and Kronk as your halves at the Dragons. I think you're right. I think it'd have to be Widdop and uh, Dugan showing the door. Um, because yeah, I don't think they could afford. They couldn't afford two million dollar halves. Um, although Gareth Widdop is probably going to want a fair bit of cash to stay. Um, I think Gareth Widdop stays. I don't think the Dragons is a good fit for um for Cooper. Okay, now we move on to the Bulldogs. Now this is a team that uh, I think has Moses and Bai locked up on a deal, so I think he'll stick around and. The big question around him is, does he stay at uh, halfback or does he move to hooker and they move Leisha on? Now, Leisha comes off contract. Will Afawade comes off contract. And Josh Reynolds comes off contract. Yeah. Now, Des came out in the press today and he uh, announced that uh, he thought that Cooper Cronk would retire. I would be very surprised. Why would Cooper Cronk come to Sydney to play rugby league? You think he'll retire? Yes, of course he will. Uh, I don't think he was being 100% serious about that comment. But Cooper Cronk or Josh Reynolds, I mean, there'd be a lot of Bulldogs fans who'd be going, oh, you can't let Josh Reynolds leave. But, you know, the handful of players that you'd probably trade the passion of Josh Reynolds at the, uh, at Belmore for is a guy called Cooper Cronk. Yeah, I, mate, I think, um, I think Cooper Cronk would probably be a pretty good fit at the Bulldogs. I think um, he may enjoy being coached by Desi. Um, they've got a pretty good setup out there at Belmore. Uh, I think Moses Embai um, will go to six or nine. Um, I think Leisha will be moved on. Um, if Reynolds stays, I think Reynolds might find himself packing into the scrum. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, I think Embai and um, Kronk would be your halves. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not entirely sure that, that, that they would be... Um, a great halve, halves combination, but I think they'd be better than what they've got at the moment. And and just to have a Cooper Cronk at the club, the professionalism that Cooper brings that everyone speaks about and the, and yep. the work ethic, um, 
is infectious. You know, when you've got a Cooper Cronk or someone uh, someone similar at the club with the work ethic and the um, and the system that he's been through in Melbourne, um, it's a draw card. You know, you'll get you'll get players playing for for unders to play with Cooper Cronk. Yeah, exactly. I think Bulldogs definitely in the mix with Parramatta. Dragons, not sure they're up there with the favourites yet. Now, the two more clubs that we think that they could he could end up at. Uh, now, the Tigers, we've spoken pretty much every single episode we've done together on the Tigers. Yeah. We all know the situation with them. Four blokes off contract. The two that are most affected here is Mitchell Moses and Luke Brooks. Yep. Uh, do you think Ivan Cleary will, um, will pursue Cooper Cronk? 100%. 100%. He will he will pursue Cooper Cronk. Um, he may not chase him down the road with a checkbook tomorrow, but I think he is going to ask some serious questions, um, maybe verbally and also telepathically, if you like, of the two halves that he's got there now. Do they yep. want to be at the Tigers? Do, do they really want to be at the Tigers or do they just really want to make the cash? I think that's a question that has to be answered. Um, and I think if they don't answer it the way that um, that Ivan would like to hear it answered, um, one or both will find the door. Um, I, you know, I, I, I know they're, they're, they've been at the club for a while now, those two fellas, but when Cooper Cronk comes along, like I just mentioned before, the professionalism, the work ethic... The Tigers would benefit from a Cooper Cronk um, immensely. They 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 need Absolutely. someone like a Cooper Cronk. They need and one of those halves might stay. Um, I would suggest it'd probably be Moses over Brooks um, because Moses is more of a six um, than Brooks can be, and and Cooper will be the halfback uh, of whatever club he goes to. I um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think he'd be a really good fit at the Tigers, and and uh, I know that their first priority is to sign Tedesco and and Woods. Um, everyone keeps saying Tedesco and Woods is what they need to sign first, but if Cooper comes on the market, I think you uh, you don't clear the decks because you need you know you need everyone there. But Cooper is a is a, a once in you know how long has he been there? Fifteen years this year. It's, he's at fourteen years. Yeah. yeah, Cooper Cronks don't come along. You know, three hundred and seven game veterans don't come along um, every every week. And, and, you know, he seriously has, you know, barring injury, he's seriously got another two good years in him. Um, you know, I, I'd, if I was Ivan, I'd chase him. Now the thing you're doing if you're picking up Cooper Cronk uh, for the next couple of years is you're probably getting him without origin commitments, which is a big one. Yeah. Yeah, and so, that's uh, that's always big, yeah. that's always been the big attraction with Kiwi players and and Polynesian Islander players is because they don't get called into Origin, um, and uh, you know if you can keep them fit, they're unless gonna... Queensland asks. Well, know, unless uh, well unless you unless of course that state of um, Papua New Guinea falls in with Queensland or Fiji, but I think that's the um, the attraction is that they don't get called into Origin. Uh, if you keep them fit, they play twenty four games, and um, all's good. They make they earn their money. Yeah, I think the big losers today from today's announcement uh, is uh, Moses and Brooks in terms of what they can ask now because Massively. they're currently going to be putting themselves up against one C. Cronk in terms of the market. And if you compare the uh, combinations, it's uh, very heavily favoured in terms of Cronk. Now, the last team on this list are the premiership uh, winning halves combination of uh, James Maloney and Chad Townsend at the Sharks. Now, Maloney, as we heard at the start of the show, uh, he has another year left in his contract, so he'll be still there. Correct. But Chad Townsend is off contract. 
Yeah, now, he played really well in the in the grand final. I thought last year he played well in the uh, prelim final. He got replaced in the qualifying final against Canberra. They ended up coming back and winning. Now, this is a tough one because I think you know if if Kronk wants to go to a team that I'm not going to say plays identical to Melbourne, but probably the team that plays the closest to Melbourne, it's Cronulla. Yeah. And there's a guy called Valentine Holmes in that team. It's a, be a guy that I'd love to you know, play the same team next to. And mm. uh, Cronulla also will probably lose Jack Bird if he wants the money that he wants. So if you add a few things together, Paul Gallon possibly probably retiring at the end of the year, Cronulla should have some serious cash to throw at Cooper Cronk if they're willing to move on from Chad Townsend and uh, Jack Bird signs elsewhere and Paul Gallon retires. I think this could be the best fit from a staying in premiership contention uh, point of view for both player and club in terms of Cronk and Cronulla. I think I think the Tigers and the Sharks are the two favourites and the two best fits. And, and like you just mentioned, I think uh, even if they let two of those three guys go, um, Gallon, Bird and Townsend, um, to retain Bird is going to cost them a lot of money. Um, yep. Townsend, I believe, is on about five fifty, and I don't know what Gal's on. But you could, if you got rid of Townsend and Gallon retired, I suggest that would be nearly enough money to get Cooper there. Um, so I think they're in with a big chance. But what this does, what I wanted to say was, what this does with Cooper, Widdop, Townsend all coming off contract and possibly looking for new clubs. What this does is Reynolds. Reynolds, It it diminishes and makes a little bit of a mockery of the price that Moses and Brooks seem to want. Mm -hmm. Um, Mitchell Moses, like I've said before, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it sounds like he wants, um, he wants $900,000. Well, in short, he wants he wants cronk money. He wants cronk money. He he also you know he wants widdop money, um, and he's he's done neither. So what it does is it, it it's it's a conundrum for for Ivan uh, as well as for um, Flano. Uh, they've got to they've got to lose somebody to get a cronk. They might have to lose two or three to get a cronk. The Bulldogs do too, but I think the Bulldogs were going to probably move a couple of those guys anyway. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Kronk isn't going to come into a team and and it be the same or it's, it'd be the same makeup in personnel. They're going to have to get rid of two, maybe three players to fit him in. But I suggest that that anyone or nearly anyone in that that list that we've said would be happy to move people on to get a, a Cooper Kronk. Absolutely. So we'll wrap up this uh, segment on Kronk, and I want to ask you just simply one team you can give me right now. Who do you believe signs Cooper Cronk? Okay, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to take a few more seconds. I'm going to say that I I believe that the Bulldogs will get him. I want the Tigers to get him, um, and I'll, that's because I've got a soft spot for the Tigers. I, you know, as you know, I'm a St George tragic, but I've got a soft spot for the Tigers because I live at Camden within the Tigers area. Um, just another point, by the way. Did you know that Kronk yep. and Cleary share the same manager? Kronk and Nathan uh, and Ivan you. Cleary have the same manager. Got the same manager that manages the big four? No, no, different manager, Ooh. different manager. But but like I say, mate, I think the Bulldogs will get him. Um, and if they don't, I want the Tigers to get him. I think it's out of those bottom three: Bulldogs, Tigers, Sharks. Um, 
uh, yeah, it'll be one of those three. Put your money on it. Okay. <laughs> we will indeed. All right, after the break, we'll talk about some bad Panthers here at another footy show. Wow. Never ceases to amaze me. What cologne are you going to go with? London gentleman or... Wait. No, no, no. Hold on. Blackbeard's delight. No. She gets a special cologne. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep. It's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's a formidable scent. <laughs> it stings the nostrils. In a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Okay, Coxsmith, we wrap up episode 161 with another couple of tiny little segments here on the show. That's what happens, everybody, when you get two episodes in the space of two days. You are just, you know, either incredibly lucky or you just like having your ears assaulted by bad commentary. <laughs> Speaking of bad uh, something or rather, the Panthers, uh, they have, uh, and I'll read from the press release. This was their press release today. Matt Moylan. Peter Hickey and Wanna Blake will play for the Panthers against Newcastle Knights in the Intrust Super Premiership on Saturday. The players have been dropped from the Panthers NRL side following a breach of team protocol. The club now considers the matter dealt with and will be making no further comment. What is your view on these bad Panthers? Okay, what a line in the sand. Hooker um, Anthony Griffin has made out there, um, whether you're a kangaroo or a blue or a, or a kiwi in a national, um, he, he will throw you back to the Reggies if you, if you break protocol. And, and I say good on him. I don't think it was the worst thing in the world that they did, but they were obviously told that they couldn't go out after a certain time. They broke yep. protocol. Uh, it's, it shouldn't be one set of rules for superstars and another set for, for workers. So... Um, Mate, what 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 can happen? What what happens is what happens. I mean, he's he made the rules and they've broken them, so they they must do their penance. Interestingly enough, apparently they all trained with the team earlier on today, um, so it must have happened after their training session this morning. Yeah, well, it's interesting. And this is a point we made uh, two episodes ago around the interchangeability of the Panthers and how well they were set up for you know a couple of injuries. Well, I'm just going to read you now the back line that the Panthers will take out uh, on the field on Friday night, a game you'll be uh, covering uh, there at Pepper Stadium. Uh, This is the back line for the Panthers against South Sydney this weekend. Dylan Edwards, Michael Oldfield, Dean Farre, Dallin Watini-Zelezniak, Malachi Watini-Zelezniak, Damari Martin and Nathan Cleary. Now, they've also lost Tyrone Peachy to an injury. Yeah, broken rib. I tell you what, I mean, that is, and I say this with the greatest of respect, but that is one of the weakest three-quarter lines I think I've seen in uh, first grade for a while. Definitely the Panthers, but just in general. I mean, this is this is going to be a massive test of that interchangeability that I spoke about. Yeah, correct. Losing losing Moylan is obviously the biggest one, I think, um, because he's the fullback that plays five-eighth half of the time. Um, yep. And, uh, you know... Um, Hiku's been good and Wanga Blake's been patchy, but he's still a good player. Uh, yeah, I think I think um, it probably is the weakest three-quarter line that they've uh, lined up 
in a couple of years. But let's not forget that their halves are still intact. Uh, Faré, yep. who's been playing with a number two, but at centre, is still there. And Dallin comes off the wing into the centres, which he's, he, he does do that um, pretty well. So um, they've essentially lost uh, their fullback and a couple of wingers. Um, so I, I, I still think that they... I still think they'll compete um, 100%. Um, I'm really excited to see what Dylan Edwards does playing fullback. Mm. Uh, he runs the ball like more than most players in any grade. He just loves running the footy, uh, Dylan Edwards, and that's a, a yeah. bit of a difference. Um, Moylan, who obviously is, likes ball playing a little bit more. Uh, the other player that just got to give a rap to as we finish on the Panthers, but I'll uh, CHN, mate. I can't say his last name, Corey. Uh, he's gone all right the first two weeks, hasn't he? Corey's, Corey's been given opportunities, hasn't he? And uh, he keeps taking them, and he's named again, and he will keep taking them. He, you know, he's a um, he's a massive unit, by the way. Him and Kickow. Uh, Kickow's probably yeah. a bit bigger. But, um, geez, they're big boys. Um, yeah, I, I, look, I, I think that this is a slap on the wrist for, for Moylan, Hiku, and Blake. And uh, yep. and if it's des- if it's deserved, like it seems to be, well, then take your medicine, boys, and, and learn from it. Don't break team protocol. That's all there is to it. Indeed. After the break, we'll wrap up on the footy show episode 161. I'm guilty as John. No legend is bigger than Cox. Not the footy show. Show. All right, Cocksmith, it is the final strike. We've only gone for maybe 20-odd minutes in this episode, so hopefully everybody enjoyed the uh, the bottled version of Not The Footy Show. Uh, there's a few injuries that we need to speak of, mate, apart from obviously the players getting uh, punted by the Panthers. Um, <laughs> there's some injuries out there. Do you want to take oh, a There's talk? a lot of injuries, and I mean, they're, they're, there's a, a lot of them that are kind of well-known. Um, you know, let's start with what happened last week. Dugan looks like he's going to be out for two to three weeks. Um, Dylan Napper, three to four weeks. Uh, Robbie Farah didn't train today. They're saying maybe he'll miss this week. Uh, Tyron Roberts from um, uh, from up there in the Gold Coast, two to four weeks. James wow. Roberts, one to two weeks. Nathan Peets looks like he's going to come back. Um, Jake Granville broke his leg, six weeks. Um, did you did you read that he he played on thinking it was a cork? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how <laughs> how tough is he? Geez, I wish he he was born in New South Wales. Um, you know, and then and then you look at Ben Madalino, a couple of weeks to go. Jared Hayne, another week or two to go. Uh, I mean, they, these are all big names, mate. These aren't. You know, Bryce Cartwright still got to come back. Bryce James Cartwright apparently ran all ran all right today on the gravity machine. Um, so he looks like he might be another week or so. They're taking. Yeah, he, he wasn't named in the squad this week, so there's no way he'll play this week. But yeah, yeah, J- it's uh, James Fisher Harris, another week. Um, and uh, who else we got here? I'm just going through them. Uh, we have got uh, a lot, a, f- a few big names out for the season, like we've covered before in English and Scott. Uh, Jordan McLean. So looks... it's, car- it's carnage, basically, is what you're saying. It's carnage, mate. Jesus, it's a tough competition, isn't it? But um, uh, yeah, another one is uh, Daniel Mortimer. He's out for another two or three weeks to go. But um, it's carnage, mate. Just like this, this episode's been carnage. A quick 25, 30-minute, oh, a little wedgie, little little wedgie we've been episode. Hitting, hitting the gaps, mate, hitting the gaps. Uh, that's pretty much it for episode 161, everybody. Uh, Cocksmith, thank you for your company once again. Of course, mate, anytime, and it'll probably be again next uh, Monday or so. It will be. Uh, you can obviously grab Cocksmith at R-O-B-B-C-O-X on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. I'm at NRL Tweet, and the Facebook page is facebook.com slash NRL Podcast. Thanks once again to all our iTunes ratings people. If you'd like to give us a bit of love on your social, 
please feel free to do that as well. Uh, yes, as we said, there are guests in future weeks. Ken Shine looks like he will. Um, I've got to work out the logistics of getting him, getting in front of him and getting talking. But essentially, we are promising that in a couple of weeks' time, we will talk about the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs in the 1990s, which I don't know about you, Cocksmith, but I'm really looking forward to, to diving into, I guess, that world of um, where rugby league really shifted into not only the professionalism of uh, the code, but uh, the, the crazy money that was around. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Come that time. Mate, um, I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to speak to Ken. That should be a great one. Really good. Yep. So uh, this one's been average, but that one will be great. And uh, I've been Warwick Nicholson. <laughs> Rob Cox. Talk to you later. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the AKA BK Baracus, AKA Club of Lang. <laughs> yes, sir, brother. How you going, the old shagger? I'm glad to be here. Listen, I've got uh, four kids here, down and outers. What's the problem? I don't know how good they can be. I'll talk you through one at a time. I hope you can give individually, give them a bit of a pep talk, pick them up a little bit. Well, now they're important. Well, the first one here. All right. This guy's name's Greg Inglis. Greg English. He's got English. Uh, yes. All right. He's got lots of talent, but he's got no confidence. Okay. All right, buddy. You just you've been holding back, and that's what it is. You know, you 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 uh you afraid to really mix it up in there? Don't hold back. You go in there, you drive right through them. You listen. Hit. You know, every once in a while, there's nothing wrong with playing a, little, playing a little dirty. You know, it's not in the game. It's really not dirty. You just playing physical. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Get in there, get tough, get mean, make them respect you. It's a cock and a walk, baby. It's hot. Who else? Who else? Uh, this right. guy. Uh, this right. guy's name's Cooper. Cooper. And all right. Uh, hey, I know that. I know an actor named Gary Cooper. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, he should be playing for the Blues. All right. But he wants to play for the Blues. He's confused. Organize his mind. All right. He's a man. Yeah. All right. But but is he cool? You, you want him on your side? That what you're saying? Yes, that's right. But truthfully, now I gotta tell him. You know, he gotta make up his own mind. Most importantly, that he's tough. That he's aggressive. That he get in there, take no prisoner, hit hard. Make him cry, whatnot. Make him scream like a sissy. That's what it was. Then it's his choice who he want to play with. Because if he's tough, he can play with any team. You make the team pay you more money. Because when you're tough, they're going to pay the money for you. You just go out there and play, knock somebody down. Not just for your show. Pepsi.